hopefully the third time is the charm today. I don't know what keeps happening, but I have recorded this podcast. This is my third time. And the first time, I don't know what happened. It just stopped and I didn't even notice it stopped. Second time, it stopped and started again. So I thought it was fine. I kept talking only to find out that only the very end of everything I said was recorded. So hopefully this will work this time. I don't know what else to tell you because I'm going to scream. Anyway, just like that, it is almost Thanksgiving. How many of you are already all decorated for Christmas? You know, screw Thanksgiving. I know my sister-in-law is probably totally blasted out the house in Christmas, but everybody is different. Some people decorate prior to the holidays. Some decorate after Thanksgiving. Some people, I think, have been decorated since October. But hey, it's 2020. We need something to help us out. I do find it amusing how many of us are so anxious for 2020 to be over. But you all do know that 2020 ending does not magically erase everything that has happened in this shit show of a year and make it all perfect, right? Even when that ball drops and we're suddenly in 2021, we're still going to be in a damn pandemic. We're still going to have a bunch of racial shit that came out from people we never anticipated. We're still going to have a president who refuses to concede that he lost the damn election. It's just going to still suck for a while. But each one of those days are what we're going to make of it, right? 2020 may be the one of the worst things we've ever experienced, but hopefully most of us are realizing the strength we had in us that we didn't even know we had and realizing we're going to be fine. We're going to make it through this one way or the other. Anyway, jumping right into today's podcast for the third time <laughs> and what the topic was, narcissistic behavior. I um have noticed a little bit lately that in addition to people on dis- different social media platforms complaining about some narcissistic man that they have been involved with, dated, or God forsaken, even married, everyone's dealing with some crap there. And then, you know how much I love my reality TV. And some of those shows have also touched on women feeling like one of the men they're involved with or meeting has some narcissistic tendencies. Now, on one of those shows, Lord, I can't even think of the name of it. It's the one that the love show that's being produced by nephew Tommy, where he brings all these men and women together and let them start dating each other. And they keep eliminating each week, eliminate two guys this week, eliminate two girls the next week. The bottom line guideline is that you will eventually get down to three couples who will hopefully find real and lasting love. Well, they just started a new season. And within the first couple of episodes, one of the chicks is going on this long little thing about how she feels this certain guy is a narcissist. 
but her definition of what he is that makes her believe this does not make sense. Her version is he's a narcissist because he's tall and he's light skin and he's looks like a frat boy. Well, he is a frat boy and he is light skin and he is tall. That does not make him a narcissist, honey. I really need you to look up what narcissistic behavior is. And that ain't it. That doesn't automatically make you a narcissist. And nephew Tommy even pointed out to her, he's tall and light and a frat boy. Doesn't make you a narcissist. And of course, I'm watching The Bachelorette because, you know, we're all very interested. Now that we got Claire out of the way, whatever. God, that was a disaster. Anyway, they brought in a new Bachelorette. So, of course, I'm now watching And she's noticing some tendencies of one of these guys that's giving her a little pause for concern, but she's taking a moment to really evaluate what she thinks. And he is giving off some narcissistic behavior thus far. Who knows how that will all play out. But if you're not absolutely sure that someone you're friends with related to dating whatever, if they're a narcissist or not, let's try to go through a couple of pointers of a few things that just might help you out. Because one thing about it, most narcissists look freaking amazing on paper. They are attentive and they seem to be all about you. And they can be so convincing that you're trying to figure out, your friends are trying to figure out, your family's trying to figure out why this great guy is single. And then after some time passes, you will figure it out, unfortunately. Problem is, quite often, your feelings are already all wrapped up in them most of the time. Because most of them, Don't let you see the chinks in their armor until they feel like they have you right where they want you. Hook, line, sinker. Number one, most narcissists lie. They lie and lie and lie about stupid shit. I'm not just talking major things. They will lie about any little thing, and then just hold on to that lie. Meaning you can have hardcore proof and they will keep lying to try to make it convincing. And no matter how small the lie is, quite often they will elaborate to make it sound more convincing. They'll give you details that you didn't even ask for to make their lie sound good. Now, I will admit that I am going to use some stories in my life or friends' lives when I am giving these pointers. I will, however, try not to use anyone's name. However, if the guilty parties hear this and recognize themselves, that's on them. Hit dogs, we'll holler. Isn't that how it goes? I don't know. I dated someone who would lie about the dumbest shit. 
And he would fathom out all these details to help with his lie. I distinctly, yeah, this is going to really make him know I'm talking about him, but whatever. I distinctly recall that I would go over quite often and clean because he's living alone. He works really long hours. And, you know, I thought like a dumbass, this was the right thing to do as his girlfriend. So I would go over and clean up quite often, which meant after the first time of this, I know what's where because the first time I did it, I did a complete overhaul cleaning. Okay, so you fast forward some time and I come there on a different day and I clean and I find a bag. I'm not even going to say where because I guess that gives it away too much. But I find a bag with a box of condoms in it. That I know was not there the last time I was here because I cleaned everywhere. And this is sitting out somewhere. As in, you freshly bought this, dude. And the receipt is still in the bag. But when I ask you a question about it, you lie. And then you add more details to your lie. To make it seem like this is something that must have been there from before because you hadn't bought this and who knows how long and you just keep lying and lying. So I don't bother to tell you that I know you're full of shit because I saw the receipt. I just let it go because, you know, we do dumb shit sometimes when we're all crazy about some dude. Right. But sometimes all that lying about small things Girl, those are your signs to get the fuck out now. Okay? Don't make excuses for the lying. Don't make excuses and come up with shit in your head. Because you know we do this. We start to convince ourselves that he's telling us the truth. We're just being suspicious because of the dudes before him. No. Our little spidey senses are telling us that he's full of shit and we're making excuses. Number Two, most narcissists love themselves more than they love you. They will tell you they love you eventually, but they do not. What they love is themselves. What they love is the attention of being the center of your world. What they love is how your family and your friends all think they're so great because they like being the center of everything. They like the attention. They like the adoration whatever, but they do not actually really love you. And I hope you eventually understand that. Their so-called love comes with limitations. They love you as long as you do what they want, do what they say, act the way they want you to act. That's not love. That's treating you like property. And baby girl, you're better than that. Number two. Three, they are some of the most controlling people you will ever meet. I'm talking, they want to control what you wear, how you talk, who you talk to, who you hang out with. Unfortunately, long time ago, in another land far, far away, 
I dated someone who wanted to tell me how to dress because he didn't like when I wore certain types of pants. He didn't like me to wear dresses or skirts unless they were all the way down to my freaking ankles. He didn't like me wearing makeup. He liked my hair to look more in its natural state, I guess, with these stupid looking, uh, I don't know, these weird looking curls that just looked like I was an old church lady. Okay, that didn't come out right. But that is how I looked. I looked like I was sitting on the front row in the church. As you know how our grandparents used to sit there and be ushers and things like that and control what was going on in the church. And it was really cute and it was really sweet. Yeah, that's perfect when you want to wear skirts to your ankles and be very matronly because you've reached that stage in your life where that's how you're comfortable. It's not cute when you're 20 some years old and someone wants you to act like you are 90. It's not cute. And luckily, once I got out of that relationship, I finally realized how bad it was when different people, family included, were so very happy, as they put it, to have the real me back. The person who dressed the way she wanted to and spoke her mind and said things and did things that she liked. Because unfortunately, we have this tendency, even if we're strong, independent women, that we get so into someone that we can make them the center of our world and change who we are. How many times have you heard someone say, I'm losing myself in this situation? Sometimes we just mean a little bit, like we're getting so into this that we're forgetting the things we love to do on our own. That's a totally different ball game than losing yourself because you're letting someone control everything about you. I dated someone that was so controlling, he needed to know everything. And at one point, I had to have something done that required me see a mechanic. Well, said mechanic decides to go into the computer later and get my contact information to reach out to me to express his interest. At the time, I couldn't decide if it was cute or creepy. I ended up landing on kind of in between, but I did express to him, I'm in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. And he was very polite. He understood. He never contacted me again. It was a done deal. Dumbass that I am, I tell the guy that I'm dating because I want to be honest with him. He, in turn, goes freaking ballistic because he's a control freak like that. And I learned to later figure out it's also because he was doing so much shit on his own that he immediately wants to jump to jealous tendencies because of all the dirt he's doing. But I digress. He wants to know who this person is. He wants to contact him. He wants his name. He wants to get him fired. And I really didn't think it was necessary 
to go to the levels he wanted to go. He wanted to drive down and go and confront this man. Why? He did something that was stupid, but he immediately apologized and never contacted me again once I expressed what I did. So what you're doing is just trying to control me as usual. Number four, narcissists tend to turn the tables on everything. Whatever it is that they have done, rather than ever admit it or apologize about it, they make you feel guilty for even questioning them, for even doubting them. A funny, funny story, funny story. My father tells this story, which he has now told to two different men of mine. One I was dating that was the first guy I ever took to meet him and my husband. He told them both this story about how you lie and lie and lie. I don't care if she caught you dead to rights. You just keep lying. Now, that's really something to teach a man dating your daughter, but whatever. And his example was a time in his life when he was dating a woman. They were living together. He had been working out of town. He came back to town and instead of carrying his behind home, he went to the club first. The woman he was with walked in, looked at him, sitting across the club with a chick in his lap. She looked at him. He looked at her. They both clearly saw each other. She ran out upset and emotional. He managed to get up and get home before she made it there. By the time she got home and comes in to confront him as an emotional wreck, understandably, he has changed clothes. He's making it seem like he's just getting in from where he's working out of town, has no idea what she's talking about. He's denying and denying and lying his freaking ass off. By the time he is finished, he has completely turned the tables on her. Not only has he convinced her she didn't see him, she saw some other dude. And whoever the dude was, you want to go back down there with her right now to, con- to see who the hell this dude is that she obviously was hot after that she confused him with you. What? And he managed to turn these tables so well that she felt guilty for accusing him when she really must have saw somebody else. Girl, no, you didn't. You saw him. He's just that good. And we as women have to watch out for them turning the tables on us. Or what was the saying they used to say? Emotional transference. They take it from us being emotional or angry or upset or confronting them to them doing the exact same thing to us. And somehow we find ourselves feeling bad and apologizing and trying to fix it when we're not the ones who did something wrong. Seriously? How do we even let them get away with that shit? Number five, his wants are always more important than your wants. And I don't just mean simple things like where do you want to eat 
for dinner. I'm talking where you live, what you do with your life, everything. What he wants is more important than what you want. I remember every time I wanted to come home and visit when I lived out of state with someone. It was a big deal. But if he wanted to come home, oh, all bets were off. We were coming home. And unfortunately, maybe 10, 20% of that time was how much time we spent seeing any of my family. All the rest of that time was his family. And I tolerated this foolishness. Just like when he was ready to leave that state and move back to Louisiana, I was not ready. I loved being there. But it had to be what he wanted as usual. So eventually, it became what he wanted and we moved back. And I don't know how many times I have thought about what different paths my life might have taken had I just said, you know what, you're on your own. You want to go back, you go back. I'm in an amazing job. I've moved up more than once here in said job. I'm making excellent money. I don't freaking want to go back. But we have this tendency when we're with narcissists sometimes that we let them control the narrative because we just want them to be happy. And I think part of it is that we've convinced ourselves if we keep doing certain things, doing what they want, listening to what they say, that eventually the loving, sweet person will be back with us all of the time instead of only bits and pieces here and there. We'll get that representative we saw in the beginning all of the time. And that's just not the case. A narcissist is still going to be a narcissist. He's just going to find new shit to complain about that you're not doing right. Now, I know I said in the beginning that talking about this would make you think about certain people and remember certain people. I do not, I repeat, do not want you to use this as an excuse to reach out and touch someone. Do not text them. Do not call them. Do not use this as an excuse to just see how they're doing. Because now that you didn't thought about them, you know, you just want to check on them. No, the hell you don't. Because you know doggone well, they are some of the hardest people to get rid of. Once you reach out, they take that as a opening, even if it's just a crack in the door. And you're going to have hell getting rid of them. Do not reach out. Okay? Yay. Anyway, I will see you all next week. Same time, same place. Hope you're prepping for your holidays and having an amazing yet safe time. Later, always.